commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your holiday news show for in-depth coverage and analysis of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Here is your news segment rundown for October 29, 2019. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. Resistance Recap. But first, Benioff and Weiss walk away from their planned trilogy. While the 2022 film slot remains, who will take the reins? Could it be Ryan Johnson, John Favreau, or possibly Kevin Feige? Now for your host, Ben Brandon Adam, to discuss. Thank you, Grex, and uh, welcome to Core World News, everybody. Um, yeah, so either of you guys see this coming? Um, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, not this, not direct, not, it's you know, especially, but someone was going to drop out. I mean, it's Star Wars after all, right? It did seem a what bit cluttered, the old future there for Star Wars. What do we have? About a 50% success rate for filmmakers in the new era? Like, it's yeah, 50-50 there's, there's shot. There's a lot they're actually, who've, yeah. uh, who've been yeah. cut out before they got their chance to, to do anything. And uh, pretty rough, pretty rough. But they must have uh, submitted treatments. Like, they must have had an idea where they were going to take this thing. And uh, yeah. whether it was in, in the distant past or it's going to be the next kind of the, the future of the, the, the saga films and, and that timeline, uh, we, we don't know, but... Super, super odd that we keep getting these directors that are just cast out after they've signed these deals and, and gone into development. And uh, it's kind of odd. But at the same time, I, I'm eager to see the next trilogy from Ryan Johnson. Like, and I think a lot of people are on the Internet. Like, I think a lot that's kind of where all the fans have been. That the headspace is at right now. I think Ryan Johnson's probably next up at that. But Feige just announced he's in, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, let's uh, be I mean, clear here. Officially. Um, they've stepped away because they're too busy. And I mean, there is some credence to that. They did sign this massive deal with Netflix, which seems like a direct conflict of interest with doing something for, you know, Lucasfilm with their Disney plus, but, right. um, but do either of you believe that I I'm, I'm in the camp that this was a convenient way to say, you know, maybe we should go separate ways. Um, yeah. I don't believe whenever anyone leaves, I don't ever believe whatever the stated reason is just because, you know, I'm suspicious by nature. But here's my thought about it. I mean, if you're Benioff and Weiss, you just came off of one of the most successful TV series of all time where you were leading most of the charge, you know, last season was standing. Um, it's weird then to actually go directly into Star Wars where it's a much bigger franchise, but your hands are extremely tied, right? Like you can only do certain amount of things and you have right. to get all of script approval. You have to get every check everything. So it makes sense that they probably were just getting I don't know what happened, but my thought would be might be frustrating getting notes and having to keep redoing stuff when you get this deal through Netflix where you are just king of the castle. I'm guessing they are kings right. of the castle. They can do whatever they want. Right, because yeah. it's like, here's the two options, right? You're getting pushed to deliver a kind of memorable Star Wars script within like, you know, before the 2022 film, film slot. Or you can take a nine-figure deal at Netflix and develop, uh, a, you know, a, a plethora of shows and, and material. Right, with like basically no oversight. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I could see that. I was sort of hopeful that like they would look at this as a more freeing opportunity because they would be able to actually write their own scripts and, and, and do it, you know, as opposed to having to adapt from a novel right uh, but i mean grant you were bullish on them hopefully doing a uh rise of the or knights of the old republic that's right yeah spin up yeah. which might have been you know that could be binding too right depending on how 
what era they picked and how closely they want to, you know, um, adapt to the legends material. Yeah. I really thought we were going to get, you know, Ben Affleck and Weiss delivering this kind of like the, the covering the hundred years, years of darkness covering maybe like, you know, some, some wars between the Sith and the Jedi and, and have it just be more med- medieval in style. And I was definitely thinking that was going to happen, but now it's like, I, I think if we get Ryan Johnson's trilogy, I have a feeling that's going to be just in the future of, of the saga films. I don't think Ryan would go back in time, but then again, that would be the interesting kind of yeah uh, in, mixture of voice and uh, kind of uh, imagery that I, I would like to see as well. I would love to see Ryan handle the past, but I doubt it. You never know. It's interesting. Never. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Johnson's really good at parallel storytelling, so you could actually do a series that parallels future and past. Um, with a MacGuffin connecting the two. So you could mm-hmm. get a Knights of the Old Republic plus a future story by Ryan. Yeah, right. that sounds... Maybe that with sounds, a saber involved or something, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like layered enough to be a Ryan Johnson film. I think <laughs> right. <that. laughs> yeah. <laughs> layered he likes to mess around with time, we know that. Perfectly structured. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so yeah, a lot of reaction online. Um, a lot of fare thee well. Um, I'm paraphrasing, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like we maybe dodged a bullet here. I, I haven't been really impressed by anything those guys have written, um, uniquely or, or originally. So, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know the way that they handled the whole game of Thrones fallout. I mean, you can't listen. There's, you know, you can't create any art now, especially movies or television without, you know, facing a tidal wave of haters. And I don't think it's natural or deserved um, in a lot of cases. Um, and, you know, they're no exception, but I don't know. There was a lot of people really unhappy with um, with how they, they tied up that series or how they proceeded after the, you know, the Martin um, source material was gone. So um, I don't know. I feel like we might have dodged a bullet um, I, in Kathleen. I trust. Uh, I think, you know, she knows what's right. I, I'm really pleased that they are so... Um, discriminating as far as what's going to be put out um with this you know the star wars moniker so um yeah we'll see how it goes so what if we get the feige films next how would you guys react to that i'm in yeah yeah i mean that that guy knows how to make movies right yeah i want someone who's you know excited about the franchise who loves star wars is engaged and you know and at the top of their game and i think that's feige yeah, and and when Benioff and Weiss uh, announced their film series, it was called a series. I mean, if Feige does come in, it could be longer than a trilogy. It could be, you know, a film series, you know, a six, seven part, eight part, you know, Harry Potter length type saga. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's part of it too, right? Like, I know he was announced as having do, doing a film, which seemed odd for me because that guy is known for doing series of films. And, and maybe when he came in and signed for one film, gave a really good pitch, Kathleen was just like, you know what? Maybe you can do a series. And when he said yes, she's probably like, well, we have three series. That's one too many. Who are you going to who's who's going to face the chopping block? Right. We all thought it was going to be. um the the thing like at Lucasfilm was going to face the chopping block was going to be uh uh what's it called sorry uh Cameron's um series with the blue people oh, Avatar, in the forest Avatar, Avatar no. yeah we thought it was just like oh, Avatar will not make it and that still might be the, the case but um, well, yeah. yeah we'll um, yeah. we'll see we'll see what comes out next I I have I mean I know they're going to focus on um 
on Disney Plus for now, but I, I just have to believe that we're going to see a film by 2022 at the latest. So yeah, we'll see. I think that's I think that's a safe bet. Because um, they like money, and you know, yeah, and it works out. And um, not to mention Ryan Johnson's, you know, latest film, Knives Out, is 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and I think The Last Jedi is like a 96% critical review. Right, yeah. I think it's the highest critically reviewed Star Wars film. Um, But in terms of Knives Out, yeah, it's a 99% and it'd be 100% if it wasn't for that. Literally that one guy who does not allow (laughs) movies to get. It is one guy. That's what he does, which like take him off Rotten Tomatoes, please. But anyway, that's for another time. Right. Yeah. So Uh, it seems like the obvious choice to just go with Ryan's trilogy, especially if he's been developing it since, you know, after post-production on The Last Jedi. I mean, this is he's been working on it. Yep. He sure has, yep. yeah, he has. Oh, yep. well, his schedule. I'm pretty bullish on that, actually. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be great, especially if it, if he has original material and there's sort oh, of like yeah, yeah. nothing sacred, you know, for people to whine about. And um, yeah, and and really let him flex his muscles. And yeah, I mean, it looks like he made an amazing movie. I can't wait to see Knives Out. It looks awesome. Me too. All right. And this is a segment where we talk about the comics that have come out recently. We're a couple of weeks behind, so we're going to cover the last two weeks of comics, though uh, there are only three that came out, so this won't be too long of a segment. Uh, We have Star Wars number 73, and then Star Wars Allegiance number two and three, because those are coming out weekly. Uh, What do you think, guys? Want to take it in that order? Start with Star Wars, then talk about the Allegiance comics? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. All right. So, Star Wars number three, Rebels and Rogues Part 6 by Pack, Noto, and Cowles. Uh, and here's my short summary. Uh, short as I can do, because there's three parallel storylines, so it's a bit tough. But uh, the three separate quests start to intersect. On Lan's Carpo, the crime lord boss Carpo uh, trades his hostage, Han, for a favor from Dar Champion and Leia. Their plan, uh, have the Imperial chase them to K-43, where Chewie and 3PO run from a furious Vader. Uh, they call Luke for advice. But he's a little busy getting the Imperials to chase him while trying to retrieve his lightsaber from Warba. Dun dun dun. Yes. And C3PO betrays Vader. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, that's probably my favorite part of the issue. Um so Lon's Carpo is a biff. That was yep. surprising. I don't yeah. think oh, they, really? they said his his species before. No, no. I was that was that was a nice little reveal. So you're just imagining this crime lord for like three issues. You're like, who is this? Like, you know, yep. this boss, boss dog crime lord. And uh, then just the bit rolls out. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> I, I just want him to be like, uh, like uh, figuring Dan's cousin or something like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah, I know I'm a crime lord, but, you know, my uh, my my cousin's a jizz whaler. So it's cool. <laughs> How long have you been it's waiting racist, to use that but one? Thank you for using Jizz Whale. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, yeah. It's like every time I see a could Biff. You, that's, could you that's play a Biff in uh, Star Wars Galaxies? Um, I don't know if you could. I think uh, you might have. I'll have to double check that, but that would have been amazing. I don't think I've been able to play a Biff yet, and I'm kind of upset about that. Yeah. Remember, uh, there was a Sith Biff. Oh, I remember the Sith death. Oh, right. <laughs> it was Plagueis' uh, Plagueis's master. master. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was Plagueis' master. It was like Tenebris or something? Tenebris. Yeah. Good. Wow. Good. Wow. Nice. Okay. That's there for me when I need it. Yeah. Uh, the important stuff you got in there. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, so Lon's Carpa, we meet him. Um, and he's already, he's already kind of run into trouble with the Imperials. And so plans start to, there starts to, some synergy begins here yep. with the planning. Uh, yeah, it was a fun issue. I'm excited to see where it goes after this. Yeah, it just, it really makes me, back to 3PO for a second, it makes me want Vader to know that that's 3PO and that the person he created, that this thing he created is now fully betrayed him. To the... Yeah, that scene was too good. I didn't see, and then I didn't we get... see 3PO yeah. with that cunning. No, no, that that seems a little outside of character, but yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> and then, and then my favorite line in the entire issue is may the may the criffing force be with you <laughs> by Warba. Oh yeah. She says some yeah. just great uh like jargon. She's like Karka uh Chris yep. like, lots of fun words. Yeah. Sassy. Yeah. Sassy and then laughs. we got uh we got two more issues left before everything comes together and, and we move on to you know the the new rebooted Star Wars starting. Do we remember is that February, January or February I think? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And um, is Sewell, Sewell taking over? I think Sewell's taking over. Yeah, we may not have talked about that. Sewell's taking over, and it's and it and I was wrong. I th- I figured for sure they would jump ahead to post um, Return of the Jedi, but they're actually jumping post Empire. So we're gonna have a Star Wars comic sans Han, unless we get like his favorite dreams while in Carbonite. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? That would be amazing. Just yeah, like a little is. backstory at the every end of every issue that cuts to what's going on in his brain. Yeah, uh, Sewell is writing both both post Return of the Jedi and post Empire because Kylo Ren will be post Return of the Jedi. So, oh yeah, yeah, he'll be developing a lot there. And Pax taking over um, uh, Vader, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm just glad they're keeping him in somewhere right. in Star Wars. I really like Pack. I think he does such yeah, a wonderful job with these characters. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I like this issue a lot. So let's see what happens. So, uh, update time for Galaxies. The playable pl- characters were humans, Twi'leks, Zabrax, Wookiees, Trandoshans, Rodans, Mon Calamari, Bothans, Celestans, and Ithorians, but no Biths. Uh, what? Which is frustrating because one of the playable professions, which I would do, was entertainer. So how do you have an entertainer and not have a Bith category? Yeah, they're the most prolific entertainers there are. Yeah. Well... Um, I think that's a bit off. I mean, a rip off. <laughs> no, it's definitely a bit off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, on to uh, Allegiance. Yes, let's go deep, deep under the sea. All right. Allegiance number two, Troubled Waters by Sax, Ross, uh, Lowridge, Cowles, and Cecchettio. Uh, here's my short one. The First Order continues to ravage those who have knowingly or unknowingly given aid to the Resistance. So it's no wonder, then, that Leia, Ray, Rose, Chewie, and 3PO are not greeted warmly on Mon Cala while seeking help in starships. Meanwhile, Poe and Finn are cornered by bounty hunters while raiding a lost weapons depot. Yeah, um, yeah. it's cool to see that the Quarren and the uh, Mon Cala are still at an... Un- I mean, they're still at peace, but the unsettled peace that lives on, yes. um, which is a nice legacy nod. Um, they kind of hate each other. Um, that's great. And, um, we do know these, uh, we know these bounty hunters pretty well now after the Doc Ondar series. 
Um, yep. Um, yeah. They're much more menacing, interestingly, in this series, I feel, than they were in in uh, the Galaxy's Edge series. Right. Were yeah. they essentially yeah. protagonists in Galaxy's Edge? Kind of, yeah. They're like rogues. They didn't seem evil, necessarily. They seemed like chaotic neutral. Yeah, yeah. But it was cool to have them establish their powers, and then, you know, now they're coming after our heroes. So, yeah, they do feel more uh, more threatening. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're more bumbling in the Galaxy's yep. Edge comics, for sure. And just fun. And just fun. It was whenever we caught up with them in those. Yeah. Things, it was just fun. It was just kind of uh, comedic relief. Um, All right. Enough about that. Can we talk about shirtless aftab? Yeah, yeah. I was like, if you were confused about last week's like trailer review episode and us talking oh, about shirtless right. aftab, uh, it comes from this comic. <laughs> yeah. He's shirtless throughout this issue. Yeah. And the next Mon issue, too. Yeah. Uh, I think Listen, so. if I looked that good, I would never wear a shirt either. Agreed. Especially if I lived underwater. But uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, but uh, but in that sticker book where you see a picture of him, what looks like his camera ready makeup, it's like he is looks like SAS. Like he looks like all tactical. It looks amazing. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm so excited to see him in action, in live action. Yeah, I think we see him next to Lando in uh that shot in the trailer. Oh, yeah, so he's in so. he's in the trust yeah, trailer in the distance. Yeah, trailer. there is a Mon Calamari in that in that briefing room. So I'm guessing it's going to be. After yeah. Uh I also rewatched that uh, about seven times, and I think I think Maz is Maz or Maz is there as well. I do. Yeah, I think I saw her too. She's just right to. Yeah. She, looks, she looks like she's wearing a new uh, a new getup too. Yeah, Some kind of new oh, outfit. Wow. That's cool. She almost looks like she's in that uh kind of the, the the field pirate field outfit where it's like she you know what she was wearing right. in the Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All a projector. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, she can fight, so um, yeah, sign her up. That's cool. Sure. Um, right, so they get into a fight, and then they essentially get kicked off, right? Or am I mixing up both of them at this point? Because the... Uh, or they think, just sort of... I think that continues in the next issue. Yeah, I think they're I think they're about to get... They, they go... They're going to leave, right? And then they get into a fight with uh, um, the Quarren's kind of lackeys. Oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. They set them up on, on their way off the, the platform, right? And then... Yeah. And we get that sweet moment of Ray calling her staff to her with the force. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Yeah, that was actually pretty great. Yeah. Were, the, were those giant robots, the uh, the gladiator bots, were those in um, the Moncala, the invasion of Moncala in the Vader comics? Was that, uh, were they in that? I don't, I don't remember don't that being No, I feel yeah. like I saw some in the background, but maybe not. I don't know if there's that much synergy going on, but I, I thought I had seen one. Hmm. Hmm. Well, um, cool. Yeah, excellent. Uh, anything else? You want to jump to number three? I don't have anything else. Yeah. Oh, that's the one I was talking about. <laughs> number yeah, three. Yeah. Oh, well, let's well, let's talk about it officially very quickly. No, well, it, they kind of bleed in, so they we maybe out. should jump together. So number three, Dark Side of the Moon by all of those same people uh, and real short write up. In order to settle the a debate quickly, Ray volunteers to fight an old Mon Cala battle droid. Uh, Rose comes to the rescue, but this leads to a breakdown in the ne- negotiations. Uh, meanwhile, Finn and Poe continue battling the bounty hunters using Finn's plan more or less. So... That's a good summary. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. 
Um, yep, more shirtless aftab we talked about. Um, <laughs> I, what do we think about Ray's plan to just be like, sure, I will fight a battle? It's very Luke Skywalker. That message of passivity yeah. just like fizzled out. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Nope. Let's fight. Yeah. Very Luke. A very Luke move, though. I think. Yeah. See, yeah. I always thought that you'd get a VO at the end of the Last Jedi where Luke is like, "Oh no, you were right, and we have to fight." Basically, the VO you get in the the first Tross trailer. I thought you would get that at the end of the Last Jedi. So, it was like, I guess you could you pick up with a kind of adventure again in the next in the next film and not have to worry about. I don't know, following this yeah. guideline, this kind of this uh, kind of yeah. tenet or mantra. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how to say this. I yes, I could totally see that. I also think because of the way they developed Ray's character, she didn't need to hear that. <laughs> she had already come to that conclusion kind of on her own. Right, because she's a born fighter. Like she's been fighting yeah. the get go. Yeah, um, she's sold. Yeah. I mean, that's why she's on that island is not to, you know, sort right. of pass away. She's like trying to save her friends and. Yeah, it yeah. Makes sense. and right, and Luke came back to save them, and she felt that his passing and a moment of um, what was the term? Uh, peace and purpose. Peace, peace and purpose. Right. So, so I think it was kind of an an indirect way to do that. Um, don't get me wrong; I would have cried buckets if we got like a Luke VO to her. I think that would have been amazing. Yeah. I, 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 I it, it might have been a bit of a hat on a hat, but I would have loved. I would have worn <laughs> both hats. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only thing that can be, you know, uh, just obvious or ham-fisted. Like, I don't mind if I get a Force ghost. Like yeah, the, uh, I agree. So I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Cool. Um, so right. This comic was fun. Ray is yeah. pretty, pretty uh, adequate of a warrior. <laughs> She's uh, holding her own against this oh. giant <laughs> battle droid. It's pretty yep. cool. Yeah, these have been super fun. It's just it's nice to be in the post Last Jedi world. Um, it's yeah, it's fun yeah. watching them all have an adventure together. I'm looking yeah. forward to like I'm not looking forward to post episode nine, meaning that like I'm not trying to rush things. I I'm you know I'm excited for episode nine, but and I can't wait for it. But I think post episode nine will be really interesting to see the amount of storytelling that opens up between episode eight and episode nine. You know, maybe there'll yeah. be a comic series like there was a Poe Dameron one. Maybe there'll be some other stuff that we can kind of you know spend more time with these characters having adventures i know you just actually made me a little sad just sort of like once like tross happens it's sort of like yes we've got these great series but they sort of look backwards and not forward and um you know i feel like we've always like i, I hope there's we get the sense that there's a future in the galaxy you know like yeah. something some some things that could happen that we want to see happen beyond um tross you know yeah Yes, we're very much in the future's unclear moment of Star Wars. Yeah. Right. And I feel like these Allegiance comics cover some really interesting ground between The Last Jedi and uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And I feel like there's you could tell even more stories in that space, especially because it's been like a year or whatever they've acknowledged at this point where it's been some time since the last film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Kylo's rise to rise to power as the supreme leader, like all that kind of stuff could be covered in. You know, maybe in Sewell's Kylo Ren comic, we get that. But because uh, that'd be interesting if, if in the end of his comic, it's or maybe throughout the comic, it's like a narrative device. Kylo's looking back or something. You know, what I mean, like the, there could be fun ways to explore. Uh, yeah, I'd love that. I'd love a little. I want to know. I, I'm really interested in Kylo's journey, you know, between the two films. Yeah. 
All right. All right. I think this uh, I think the series wraps up with number four. I think uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll so we'll cover it uh, at some point in the near future. The I think the fourth one comes out. Okay, uh, this is the recap of uh, the Resistance animated series um, that has been fun so far. This is season two. Um, today we're going to cover episodes two and three. Um, four did just come out this uh, Sunday, but we're going to hold off until next week and cover uh, four and five just to get a little larger bites into this uh, universe. Um, so episode two... Um, the our heroes are have gone to Dakar um, and are uh, looking for the resistance base um, and um, find that it's been destroyed and they are in the wreckage of that dreadnought that got destroyed by the bombers um, in the wake of the action of uh, the last Jedi. So we're already um, past the last Jedi now um, and uh, yeah, or at least concurrent um, and uh, and the. Uh, First Order is fast on their heels. Um, yeah. What did you guys yeah. think about uh, this one? Well, it was fun to see Dakar, right? It was really neat yeah. seeing Dakar and kind of the wreckage. And and I always enjoy... I mean, this, this series does such a good job living on its own, but it is always a treat to see it kind of intersect with the Skywalker saga. Synergy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we also find out that uh, Kaz's family made it out alive. That's right. We see a message from his. his oh dad. yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, his dad. Yeah, his whole family lives. So that's actually pretty cool. Um, we got the moment where it was like, oh my gosh, my family's dead. But then you've got this sort of thing like, oh no, it's still alive, which is actually going to uh, open up some new narrative things. I think we have enough orphans in um, the Star Wars galaxy already, as far as storytelling goes. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, it's cool to see his dad's like a uh, like senatorial garb. Like that was really really cool outfit. Yeah, um, but I I thought I thought um the kind of the uh, Tamra Vora's allegiance swaying back mm-hmm. and forth the sway of that I thought that was really well done and uh, yeah and it was really heartfelt and you feel this kind of dark turn it's almost like the stuff we never got with Kylo Ren where it's like oh he's he's falling to the dark side and it was it felt you know as believable as Anakin's fall in the prequels or more so like it was just very well done yeah definitely I and I like that they're using it as a vehicle to give us more about the first order. That's the one thing I've sort of missed out on. It's like, all right, well, we see them slaughter a village and um, we right. know Kylo Ren's a mess. And, you know, we've learned a bunch of stuff in the expanded universe, the new canon um, that says that they're, you know, they're how they're different from the empire, but this really, you know, we're talking a lot about philosophy and training and um, yeah, it's interesting that I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think her plot line is kind of the one to watch this season. I really like what they're doing yeah. with that. It, and it seems like you said, very believable. And, and, and I, you know, it's, I, I always laugh sometimes cause they, they talk about how resistance is probably the youngest, you know, canon star Wars, you know, thing out there. It's for yeah. the youngins for the most part, but yeah. man, yeah. is it doing some like interesting character work and some realistic character work that I think is really important for kids to see, but it's, it's, I'm always impressed with some of the things they do. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And yeah. um, uh, I f- was Elijah Wood's character in this one again? I forget his name. But yeah, the blonde-haired was. pilot. Did yeah. we know he went to the uh, the First Order in the last season? Did we see him actually just jump on a uh, jump aboard their ship? I don't remember, but when I saw him, I'm like, yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, because I, right. I was like, this is yeah, this was meant to be. Yeah. This guy was like born to be in the First Order, right? 
Um, so yes, yeah, so they uh, so our heroes are trying to loot the the hull of the um, the the first order dreadnought for the um, help me with it the power supply that was the coaxium uh, coaxium yeah. thank you um, which is a great again great synergy um, and uh, they're attacked by the first order um, because of um, Dora um, and um, yeah, and and they they release the aces to try and fight off the first order, and they essentially get routed, um, but they all survive, and um, and then that takes us to episode three, where they're sort of licking their wounds and wondering what um, they've done, and um, Captain Doza uh, then hires Jaeger to train um, the aces um, to fight the first order, and like how to be an actual like instead as opposed to racers, it's like how are they actually going to be a battalion? Um, and uh, we get a lot of hype phase on, um, and mean, and simultaneously we get uh, on the first order. Uh, we finally start to see. Um, uh, oh my gosh! Help me with her name. Uh, Tyranny. Tyranny. Oh, Tyranny. Oh, 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 Lieutenant Gallic. Yeah, like Lieutenant cool... Gallic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's a cool uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah doing, doing flight lessons with um, uh, Tora. Why? Um, their names. I keep. I cannot. Tam. Uh, Tor, uh, Tam. Tam Revolt. Tam. Yeah. 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 So Tam and then, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's Tam actually um, showing off her skills um, at the yoke of a TIE fighter, which is always good times to see. Yeah, it's like this Lieutenant Gallic kind of reminded me of like Grandmother or like Colonel Norris from Alphabet Squadron. Yeah, and right. The, uh, yeah. And the Shadowing uh, comics. And I was like, I would love like a Shadowing show on like Adult Swim that's like pot. It could be anime style. It could be whatever style it needs to be. But like, just some dark, interesting Starfighter show would be yeah. fun. And, I, and and to do one with like the CG comparable to the films would be super expensive. So just you can do it cartoony, but maybe make like a really mature kind of like alphabet, like the tone of Alphabet Squadron. Something like that would be really interesting. Yeah, it's I really enjoyed it. Like, don't get me wrong. When I love the I love the the aces. That was fun. But anytime I would cut back to uh, Tam and the uh, Thai pilots, I kind of perked up and was much more engaged with that story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, more conflict, I would say, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, yeah, again, a really clear um, separation of ideology between, um, you know, our aces trying to help each other and work together as a team and be stronger as a unit. Um, and the first order edict of, um, only the strong South sh uh, shall survive. So, um, yeah, yeah, we got another cool alien. It was sort of like a manta ray crab to puss thing on an ice planet, <laughs> which was pretty fun to see. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, not well, to ruin it, it for you, Ben, but, uh, we're going to be seeing more of that in uh, episode oh. four. Super. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, and uh, we get Hype Vazon's droid is kind of awesome. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yes. He's just like talking trash, like he's just as arrogant as Hype, which is, I don't know that we've seen an arrogant droid yet. So that's pretty great. Yeah. And he's, he's about really... to help Griff pick up yeah. his helmet, but he sees the Imperial it's... logo and just drops it. And it's just like, <laughs> deal with it. Deal with that. He deal with it. Puts on shades he's... and yeah. flies away. He's really just there to hang behind after after hype does it like a dramatic exit and kind of just put a button on it it's <laughs> yeah kind of great yeah <laughs> it's too good but yeah um, big of griff we get some more griff in this episode a little more of his backstory yeah he's he's not the strongest pilot in the aces i'll tell you that 
he always yeah. seems to be getting shot down or like he's a first you know target or whatever um but i mean i i can't help but empathize with old griff um yeah and not to be a, not to be an ageist but he is no he's no spring chicken let's be honest yeah yeah no like going blind and still flying he's like, I yeah. yeah and um we actually got a lot a couple lines from the keldor um i don't even know his name uh the the it's something like evil other... but it's not evil can evil right <laughs> yeah we'll call it, it snevel but evil um, there you go. And um, <laughs> he, 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 yeah, it was, I was like, "Whoa!" Was for talking, I was like, "Who said that?" <laughs> we had a name for Elijah Wood's character before we like learned the real name, and it was too funny. Uh, <laughs> his, his name is Jace Rucklin, though. I keep forgetting this name, but it's Jace Rucklin. That's not my character. <laughs> no, no, it was Frodo it was, Baggins. Wasn't his name? Uh, okay, no. Yeah, Frodo, Frodo wearing the ring, like evil Frodo, Frodo at the very end of the uh, yeah, of the Return of the King. But um, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Tam save Jace at one point? Yeah, that's why she gets uh, she doesn't become the the leader because she should have let him die. That was the lesson, the oh, survival yeah. of the fittest. Yeah, what have yeah. you learned? Yeah, yeah, um, culling, so yeah. culling the weak. <laughs> Culling the weak. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go for it. It's great. I mean, and that's actually a pretty long standing philosophy of TIE fighters, right? That's like they don't give them shields for a reason. Um, oh, no, yeah. yeah. But they just churn through pilots and um, aircraft, like, you know, some people change their socks. So, right. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. The second she was going after him, I'm like, don't do it. I mean, you know, right. from her perspective, every every life is precious, precious, except maybe Ruckland's. But, like, it's, yeah. it's you <laughs> know, like, <laughs> Don't, like you're, one I'm life like, that you shouldn't say. And like yeah, you're doing also, the exact opposite thing of what they're going to want you to do. And then sure enough. <laughs> sure enough. Stupid kids. Am I right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, it was tough. Yeah. Of all the people, it's just sort of like, let that guy go. You know what? He's lived yeah. a long yeah. life. Being a <laughs> He's been a terrible person for far too long. Yeah. So uh, when do we think Tam turns because it's got to be soon because she's seen a lot there's only like at a certain point it starts becoming like why are you still here you know like because we know she's a good person yeah i i think it's when she sees kaz in the crosshairs and it's just like yeah this is stupid um i think we're gonna get that moment you know obviously Mm -hmm. aces versus some tie pilots and um yeah i don't know be interesting if she turned the other way though she saw you know the aces sort of mowing through tie pilots and her friends and um, she picks her, you know, picks a side. Mm, that'd be and interesting. Buys into the whole like, well, they're just as bad as us. The whole like cynicism lesson. Yeah, I just really wanted to meet Ray Sloan. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, like, yeah, that'd be great. That would be great. Uh, Ray Sloan was a good leader. Like I liked a lot of her her ideology compared to every other imperial. So yeah. Ray Sloan was a commander from Aftermath, right? That's so right. Last yeah. time you read that, Grant. Or both of you, like two uh, years ago, three years ago. Yeah, when it, when it came out. When it so, came out. Yeah, yeah, same. Four years ago, was it like 2015? I, I really enjoyed that. It. Another look, especially seeing that we're gonna get Wedge. Wedge is gonna be the next book I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Comes out next he's week. Obviously gonna be the next yeah. Movie. So, um, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I'd love to give that a re a, a reread of all three of those books because they're um, they're awesome. Yeah, maybe we'll do a summer book club. Yeah, Summer Book Club. I like that. Um, All right. Cool, man. So, uh, yeah. So then uh, next week, um, they're foraging for food, um, and we will all talk about that um, and whatever uh, hijinks that they are up to. Um, 
We're taping this on a Tuesday, actually, because uh, this weekend we're all going to go to the Rhode Island Comic Con. Um, they have a bounty hunter panel, so the um, actors for Zuckus and Forlom and Dengar, um, or at least the voice actors for all these and puppeteers, um, yeah, and puppeteers and whatnot. Um, IG88, uh, I think it is, or was it everyone but IG88? I think that was, you know. Uh... I think the puppeteer. Or everyone I think Dengar. Sorry. Right? I think the guy who moved his foot is going to be there. Like, there's literally there's one of the yeah. one of the puppeteers is like I was Jabba's. I was the third person working on Jabba's tail because Jabba had like <laughs> 15 people working at one yeah. time to move. Him, so that's fun. Right. Yeah. So I won't sleep the night before because I'm so excited. But um, other people might feel differently. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. So we're gonna uh, hang out and um, talk to some Star Wars people, um, hopefully, and um, post what we post. Hopefully we'll have um, some good content to provide over the weekend um, from some firsthand interactions. So uh, stay tuned. Thank you very much uh, for listening to us and um, being the hardest of the hardcore Star Wars fans. I was kind of in the shower being like, oh, my gosh, people that listen to us like you're all the way down the rabbit hole. And I respect you greatly (laughs) for that. Um, So thanks for coming along for the ride and may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always.